can't say that though, because yeah, I can. I just that. did. You just don't. You just don't like Quinn. You are literally the problem with English rugby and fans. Is that as soon as you lose a game, you just say every single person needs to change. We want to. We should be winning Grand Slam. We're England for crying out loud. I'd rather have Brees Duna under a high ball than bloody Elliot Daly, who's actually got to be the worst 15 in world rugby. Right. Hello and welcome back to Much Do About Rugby, your weekly rugby podcast where we chat about everything rugby. Today we're going to talk about the France-Wales game to begin with. So let's jump right into it. Max in, thoughts on the France-Wales game. We all know what happened. Yeah. Wales lost the Grand Slam. <laughs> oh my days, they are rubbish. They are rubbish. Yeah. Max in thoughts. Yeah, I mean, what an ending to a game. Like, I don't think, I definitely didn't expect France to come back, but all in all, I'm pretty pleased that they did um, because I really did not want Wales to win the Grand Slam. Um, all I can say is that France definitely deserved to win. Like, they outplayed Wales in, in attack, mainly. I mean, Wales seemed pretty clinical when they got into the 22, but France just are a better side like it's simple as that like the the other teams that Wales have beaten in this championship like they were better sides as well this Welsh team I don't think nearly even close to deserve to be in that situation where they were on on the verge of a grand slam like they should have lost to Scotland they should have lost to Ireland the only match they probably deserved to win uh, apart from the Italy match was the England game because England actually gifted them the win with with the amount of penalties we conceded. And yeah, even then, the dodgy referee's decision calls that we've already spoken about. Um, so I, I massive, massive relief for me as an as a England fan. I mean, I know everyone says that you should hate the French, but I, I like the French. They're just dying to watch, that's the thing. Shall we talk a bit about the how the game... I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I thought when, as soon as Intermac came on, just kind of completely split the way France played. He's more of like a controller, whereas uh, Jalibert is more of like a just a creative player. He's, he's like less in control of the flow of the game, whereas I feel it made a big impact when he when Intermat came on. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. He's, I mean, we, we all we all know how good Intermat is. Like he is, he was a shoot. I remember before he was injured, him and him and Dupont were just absolute shoo-ins. I don't think Jalibert was even in the conversation whatsoever. I think it's only because Jalibert has played so, we've seen him play so well that he's even in the conversation. But I think, yeah, he shows class, just like controlling the game, like even the last 10 minutes, like France went the length, um, which was pretty insane. Um, I especially loved it because the commentators were like, they're wasting so much time. Stop mm. wasting the time at the other end. You only have five minutes. Then you should go and win the game, regardless of time. Completely disproving so the commentator. Commentators are dumb. Yeah. What did you guys think? Like going into that last like five minutes, France. Like, let's say, like France. France had got that try um, near the end. They 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 went over from a pick and go. I think it was Olivon, the captain, that went over, and then they they kind of got the ball back and were kind of close to going going again. And 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 everyone thought they would. What was your guys' thoughts at, at that moment in time? Like with regards to the way that the match was going to pan out and who was going to win? Because obviously France needed the try, which they eventually got. But at that particular point in time, what was your guys' thoughts? 
They just yeah. the, the momentum completely uh, switched towards as soon well as soon as they had the two yellow cards for Wales, the momentum. I think they just had a massive mindset change. Like France knew they had the upper hand. All they had to do was just play through the phases and not knock it on. And even though they did, they luckily got it back by that bloody ceiling off by I don't even know who that was that was literally the most stupid thing ever that lost them the game yeah, but I just, I just can't sorry I just can't stand the whole ceiling off penalties like, I don't really get it because like I see so many breakdowns that people seal off every time and it just seems like one in ten they just randomly give a penalty like I, I actually I, I, I disagree I disagree you the thing is the whole way through that set of that, that set of phases that Wales went through before giving away that penalty, they were they definitely were not sealing off. And you could see it, you could see that it was going to happen once because the way that they were going into contact, they weren't trying to make any ground. And that's the most dangerous thing to do. If you're not trying to make any ground in the tackle, it's so easy for the support player to just come in and flop on top of you. And that's exactly what happened. No, Ed, I, I really think they were sealing off like a, a lot of breakdowns before that. And not even in that phase of play, I just think in general throughout that game and the other games this weekend, people seal off so many breakdowns and no one, like the ref doesn't ping it. And I just think, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's quite harsh on Wales that he's pinging that at that time. But then again, it's... Yeah, but they were giving away so many penalties. So it's like, it's one of those things where they just get in the ref's mind. They're like, oh, they're just being like reckless. They're not even like... Yeah, I know, but it shouldn't. It, like a referee should be impartial. It's, it's like well, it I don't know, but that's the. But I don't. I think at the same time, if they're, they're if the team's giving away countless penalties and just being reckless, then he's going to keep like going white. It's, it's like you're not. He's going to get a bit like impatient of them. Like he did keep telling him, "Come on, you need to not give away any penalties. Just be disciplined. Like do not like, yeah. do what you were doing the first half." And they just kept on giving away penalties, and they yeah. kind of got what they deserved. Yeah, I mean, yeah. on the flip side of that, it's also refreshing because I think you see a lot of the time, literally a minute to go, teams around the halfway line trying to just put, play down the clock. And so many times I've seen them sealing off and been like, what are they doing? This should not be allowed because there's no way France could, like the other team could even compete at the breakdown. And clearly, I can't remember who the ref was exactly, but I thought he had a great game in general. Um, he's English, so as you expect. And Wayne, yeah. Wayne, Barnsley. Um, Wayne Barnsley in the box, in the van outside. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so many times you don't see that penalised. Um, I mean, from an English perspective and for the French, obviously, I'm really quite pleased about that. But to answer your question, Ed, in that moment in time, I thought that there's obviously absolutely no way that France were going to win it. Um, such <laughs> a pessimist, just such a pessimist. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I just a minute to go, and and Wales are literally playing a man up. And they had so, so I was so optimistic. I genuinely thought Wales were always going to seal off. I like it was the most blatant penalty. And and you look, you can go back and look at that phase of play. Like all the other ones, they're literally, but if they did flop on top, it's literally straight back to their feet, like making it so obvious to the referee that they 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 made an effort to stay on their feet. But that one that they gave away was the most blatant penalty. I've ever seen it in my life. And and I, I think the ref did an absolutely fantastic job all day. I mean, the only really like different call I, I possibly disagreed with was the one where Josh Adams supposedly scored when it was so obviously held up. Like you never saw, like I think it was Kreta getting his hand under the ball. So other than that, I thought the referee had an absolutely impeccable game. Definite penalty. I mean, the red card 
red card all day, in my opinion. Like he's gouged his eye. You know where your hand is. You know you can feel when when it's on someone's face. And if it's not on his face, then it's round the neck. So it's a yellow card anyway. And it's off for the next ten minutes. So I think France definitely deserved to win. Basically, I, th- I think I think they they took advantage of Welsh mistakes, Welsh unclinicality, if that's even a word, and Lurie Samet didn't finish in the corner. So. Who who are your um like standout players from the games then? Because obviously I thought obviously I don't know. I don't even know who man the match was. Anyone know who he was? No, but no. I think I think Bree Stoudin had an absolutely outstanding game. Martin Johnson, for some reason, slating him, saying he couldn't catch a high ball. Honestly, I'd rather have Bree Stoudin under a high ball than bloody Elliot Daly, who's yeah. actually got to be the worst fifteen in world rugby at the moment. Like he, yeah, he can he can run it a little bit. He can run it a little bit. But when was the last time he made like a proper line break for England? Yeah, I don't know. He's when was the last time he caught a high, a contested high ball? Like it's yeah. actually Daily, Daily is is getting on. He needs to get out. Really, there, I don't even know. England have a bit of a problem. Obviously, we'll come to talk about this in the England game. But yeah, I agree. Dulan is just miles ahead, and even with like Hugo Keenan, I think he's miles ahead of Daly as well. And obviously, Hogg as well. Yeah, yeah, Hobbs. I agree with that. Like, but with regards to like fifteen. Yeah, for like standout players in that France game, I also thought, you know, who is like ridiculously versatile? Fiku, like, what was literally yeah, he's an outrageously good player when he goes on the wing? He is mad. Why do they not just play him on the wing the whole time? He's like, hey, he's, sick, he's sick when he's not on the wing, though. He's just a really, really good player wherever you play him. He'll he'll slot in anyway. He's got to be one of the most versatile backs in the world. He's also massive. I'm not sure people realize how big he is. Yeah. And when, whenever he carries, he always makes meters. Okay, here's here's a here's a great question because speak about how well the French played, um, and how well they did to kind of come back from a almost not impossible situation, but one that looked very ominous for them. Um, which French players would make a British and Irish Lions if it, if the French were included in it? Just say some, say some names. I think start which stop. Which players wouldn't? Going from one to fifteen, I think Marsh on the hooker. He, I think he he's been pretty sick. Um, what's it called? The who's who's the um lock? But it wasn't the guy who got the red card. He had. A, I thought he was really good yesterday. I think Olivon Aldrich. They're pretty good as well. I think one of them would have got would get in the Lions to Pon and to Mac. I don't think I don't think Aldrich or Olivon would make the Lions team. Really, I think I think they would. I think one of them would. I think one of them would. Bakatawa. I don't think Bakatawa had a very good game yesterday. To be honest, I thought I thought he was all right. He was bouncing people left, right, and centre. Let's face it, Bakatawa is the 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 French equivalent of Manu Tuilagi. Like you just can't really stop him, can you? Yeah. Like, okay, okay. The people that definitely make it are Dupont and Intermac. To be perfectly honest with you, I think Intermac would make Lions ten quite easily. Um, from the from the pack, I think Marchand and the others would be like touch and go, and then Brice Doulin, I think would probably be shown as well. Mm. I'd probably pick Hog still over him. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably pick. I mean, like, I think he'd be in the matchday yes. squad. Against the South African, like very physical South African side, I probably have to have Hog. Yeah, yeah, yeah I probably would pick Hog actually. Um, other than I, that, I'd take I'd take 
I take Fiku like he's just so versatile. He's a bit of like a Henry Stake, which is why this, which is why Henry Stake kind of has to go on the tour because Henry Stake can play everywhere as well. So, mm. like yeah, when you have that kind of, he doesn't have the physicality of Fiku. Like Fiku was playing like a forward for the last five or ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he did a better job at flanker than Cretan. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a Cretan. <laughs> <laughs> No. Now nah, Fakatara as well. I, I think he's he's he would made the team as well. With the, I mean, we know the Lions are going to have like a fairly hard time at thirteen, so I think Fakatara would probably sort them out in the absence of Tuolangi, who would be a shoe in if it weren't for injury in the Lions. The French mm. just have balls, mate. They have massive, great, big, fat balls. <laughs> like yeah. to run it. At the end, and like have a have a flanker, like not someone you necessarily. He's he's also so tall and so big, Charles Olivier, to give that final pass to Bruce Dula. Like it was mm. Fiku as well that gave that second last pass in, in 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 the final play, as well. He he like fixed the man so well, gave it once, and then Olivier just had a simple job of passing out wide. But like that's ballsy, man. I would not, yeah. I would not want to be part. Mate, of that they ball. always. The reason they do it is because they, they're really good at it. They do it all the time in like the Champions Cup. For some reason, the French teams always have late comebacks like mm. and winning like last final play tries. They're so jammy. Give us some examples, please, mate. Sorry, I don't trust your rugby knowledge. After yeah, that. so when, when Racing beat Saris um, last year, they scored a try in the last minute. Um, too try long. Tr- th- try born in Scotland, mate. That was Finn Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it doesn't matter. It's just a game, it's same day experience, isn't it? It doesn't matter who scores the final try. Like they can actually like sc- like win in the final play. I think Fakatara actually set that try up. Um, so yeah, I think it was one him off that scored in the end. So yeah, yeah. Well, Fakatara set it up. I'm just saying, it's like out there, you know nothing about rugby. <laughs> I'm just saying the top 14 sides clearly have they have experience in winning in final in in like tough situations in cup games. I don't think I don't think Wales players in comparison have that kind of experience like of of winning in in final plays and they wouldn't run at the pitch like France did. I think that's who's, the main who's stood out for Wales then. Who stood out for Wales? Don't really know. Don't care anymore. You don't care anymore because they lost. Like, well, it's just rubbish. Let's face it. Dan Bigger stood out for me. Yeah. Is he going to play for the Lions? Yeah, I think he'll play for the Lions. Like, I I think he'll go on the tour at least. I I don't think he'll start. Um, Actually, maybe he will. I just don't think his passing. Is like, or like, I don't know. I don't have that much confidence in him, but like, you have his kicking. I think is good. Like under the high ball, he's actually really good as well. Dambiger at fifteen, maybe. What the hell? Um, yeah, mate, that's uh, a dangerous. That's a dangerous runner from from the back. <laughs> bigger. Yeah. Well, so so is Lee Lee Halfpenny with lines fifteen for two tours, and he can't run for shit. Debbie, so, yeah, yeah, mate. Didn't yeah. need to. He, he wasn't in the team for his running. He was in the team for his dank goal kicking. I want to chat about Lou Reesamit. Do you think he's... How do you think his game was yesterday? Because I think I was pointing out to Ed just before this episode that if he was actually gassing it, he could have made that tackle at the end to stop Reese Dulan going over. If you watch it back, Lou Reesamit is jogging. What kind of international rugby player That's on what the verge of a grand slam 
jogs. Lazy. He was less than jogging. He was not jogging, man. Mate, honestly, honestly, go and watch the replay. He is literally not running at all. Like, he's not sprinting. Have you seen him sprint before, Maxon? Have you seen how fast he is? He could literally run the He could have. I actually think he could have. Like, by so by the time he was about, by the time it got to Fiku, he was about about the halfway post. He was on like over halfway of the halfway pit of the pitch, of the width of the pitch. By the time it gets to Doolan, he's like halfway again, he's like another quarter of the way there. And if he had been, that's with him jogging. Not even sprinting. So if he had actually sprint, I reckon, reckon he could have made it. He's, he's rubbish. Going, he's running at less saying. than half fifty percent of the speed he can. No Obviously, passion. Even knackered, but you kind of have to final play. You have to kind of just gas it and just try to get that final tackle. No passion. No skill. Couldn't <laughs> even get that final try in the corner. Awful player. Shouldn't be in the line. Shouldn't be even in the Wales team. Play Alex Cuthbert on the wing. No, mate. <laughs> the A1C the other day, last weekend, actually, Alex Cuthbert got absolutely murdered by Joe Marler. Honestly, I think Joe Marler's actually got to be one of the best props in the world right now. He's absolutely yeah. mental. He's crazy good. His scrummaging, his hands as well are so much better. Like, his carrying as well. Oh, my days, Joe Marler's just... Dead. We are kind of missing him in England. Shall we talk about the England game? Shall we move on to England? I think we've talked about the... Um... <laughs> The Wales France game long enough. Do we, think, have to, do we have to talk about the England game? I really. I don't. think we do. I think we do, mate. Because obviously, like we came, we came from beating France, which are obviously the best team in the Six Nations at their in their P. We beat them though to then lose to Ireland, who I personally don't think are nearly as bad as any. I think they're. Yeah, they're just no. I don't. It. I don't think anyone thinks Ireland are a bad team. I just don't think you can... guys did. You literally were slaying them all this tournament. Yeah, they weren't very team. good. They weren't very good before, man. They weren't. England they, absolutely no, dominated them no. the last time. No, but this whole Six Nations, they've been pretty solid team, and you guys have been like, nah, nah. They're just not that good, though, are they? But they have been. Oh. Yeah, they're but they not. have been good. They have been good. Like obviously, no, they're really good. I know they're good, but they're just not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. No, because they, no, they, they just got a solid squad and they're just physical. That's the thing. Compared to England, they're just physical. Like if you if you're taking the ball okay. up with that much physicality, physicality, you're gonna win in those one-to-one collisions. Here's the problem make- with England. Here's the problem with England. We are missing Joe Launchbury. He's dank. Joe Launchbury is one of the best. The answer to England's problem. You're chatting so much shit. I've got got more players. (laughs) Joe Launchbury didn't even start when he was fit. It's just, he did as well. Are you kidding me? He started alongside Maratoja. Who did? Who did start? Joe Launchbury is not the reason, mate, that we are not playing I'm well. Not, he's not the only reason. He's one of them. I've got more mate, players, don't worry. Look, I've got well. only one finger up, you dweeb. The you reason dweeb. we're not playing well is not because we're missing players. But yes, it yeah, is. It 100% no, is. We're missing Joe Launchbury. We're missing Sam Underhill. We're missing Manny Tuolangi. We miss Henry Slade. We're missing a good fullback as well. Okay, but I don't think that's the reason why we, we, we didn't win that game. 
I'm sorry, you add in you add in Sam Underhill, he completely changes the look of the whole back row. Suddenly yeah. you have we the add best in Sam Underhill in, in, in the world. We add and in then- Sam Underhill and the same key players still play shit. It doesn't make a difference. We still give away the same amount of penalties. No, but Sam like- Underhill plays well, so we win. No, <laughs> Manu no, Tuolangi changes changes the back line from being an outrageous piece of shit to an outrageously good, dank back line. Yeah, but that's not the reason we lost. The reason we lost because we give yes. away too many penalties, and secondly, the best our best players just don't turn up. Like they just didn't they didn't have good games, and also Ireland. I don't think, I don't think we, even played that badly. I think. Decent game, made it made a couple. Well, I'm of not talking. Yeah, well, for example, like I think Johnny May had a pretty shit game. I thought, what was um, he meant to do? He he can't. He could, never gets the ball because we can't like spread it wide enough. Elliot yeah, Daly well, can't pass. Yeah, I thought Ollie Lawrence was quite bad to be honest. Didn't did, did absolutely nothing. Had, had the like, opportunity to do something like Tuolangi. Even I think if the problem the again though with Lawrence, like they just they don't play him like. They don't. They play him as a dummy runner the whole time. That's all they do. And they, but Mal, even when they give him the ball, he just got absolutely bumbaclasted. Yeah, he ran into like three people. That was like not really his fault. He ran the dummy line. Probably wasn't even expecting to get the ball. Got it and just got held. That is absolute chat, mate. You ex- you, you put Tuolangi on that line or any any other massive center, and they're they're, they're, they're at not, least the, they're not the same though. You have they are different players. Like Ollie Lawrence isn't that isn't to get to ground. Player. You just have to get to ground. But either go lo- go lower and get to ground. Like it's so stupid. Yeah, if man. I was Ollie Lawrence, I'd be massively lacking confidence right now. Is rugby that hard? Shouldn't be playing for England, should he? No, well, I think he should be given a chance. He's a good player, but he's not given. I think he's not given like a chance by the other players in the team. He doesn't get the ball nearly enough. Like you're only going to get better if you if you're getting mispassed the whole time. You're probably like brilliant again. Like Billy V pissed off and bit fed up. Average. Billy V is average, mate. Yes, he's had one good game in the last however long. Like one. Two good games, two. two. Last two games, he played really well. Mate, Don Brandt. Wales. Against Wales. What? We lost. And, and uh, yeah, he made some metres. but only yeah, he outplayed Faletau. He outplayed Faletau. Clearly not. Clearly you not literally watching. said that in the podcast two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm allowed, I'm, allowed to change, <laughs> I'm allowed to change my mind, mate. This is the point. I'm a, I'm a fickle person. I like to change my mind. England is shit. I hate England. I'm French now. I support France. Ed, do you want to give your case for why Don Brandt should be eight? Or even been in the Because in- he's just better. Have you seen have you seen him play for Harlequins recently? Harlequins put 50 points on a yes, a very poor Gloucester side, who I will admit now are one of the worst sides in the premiership. And Gloucester I are in the Champions Cup, mate. And Harlequins <laughs> aren't. How does that even happen? You know, well, Quins are playing, mate. They're running in tries for fun. 50 points. 50 points they put on um, and Gloucester put 24 on them yeah but 50 points they're just they're totally this is all this is literally if if you look if you look at every move if you look at every move that Quinn's basically play it's always got Andre Esterhazen Danny Kerr Marcus Smith and Alex Dombrandt they're the four key players for Quinn's at the moment they're always involved in most most of the tries at least and then you've got good finishes like Tyrone Green and Louis Liner like even Caden Murley, he's having he's having a yeah, he's stellar premiership. Like the all these players have put have put their hands up for like 
at least six games now, at least, if not through, throughout the last season as well. John Brown got two tries yesterday. But who like, does John Brown replace? Like, you still, you don't even have Billy people Bruno like... Pola, Billy yeah, Bruno Billy Bruno But, like, you have people like Sam Simmons who aren't being selected, who are, he's, he's beyond Don Brown. Yeah, but he's a different player. They're different you have players. Them both in. Sam Simmons is a super sub. We wait. I, I saw the thing where it's Dom play Dom, Dom. I don't know where Dom Brown can play, but if you can play it in lock, like I saw someone put him in a lock for the England side. No and we got, we got, that was we, mad. We've got um George Martin off the bench. Who actually I didn't think put a foot wrong to be honest. I thought he did all right, but um honestly, what's what's he offering in comparison to Dom Brand? Why, why, why is he why is he coming off the bench for England and not yeah not Don Brand? Like, yeah, it's good to give him some experience, but like, against Ireland in the Six Nations, why not play him against Italy? I don't understand. Like, the way that I think it, it, it's working in my head is like, yeah, I would be nervous if, if you have if you have Don Brandt or Simmons on the bench because there's so much hype in, in, around them in the Premiership. I'd still be nervous that, you know, what if they didn't perform and, and it was like the biggest flop in the world and they just couldn't translate onto an international level. At the same time, like, surely you have to give them an opportunity, especially when England are playing like they are. Like, this this Saracens contingent, I'm sorry to say, is finally dawning on me that they are just not the ones that are going to get us, like, anywhere near to where we want to be. Like, we, we want to... We should be winning Grand Sands. We're England for crying down the sink. We, we yeah, should and be... And it, you know whose fault that is? It's literally... the. F- the clubs in the Premiership, like Quinns, who cried about salaries, getting cried about salaries, and the salary staff launched an investigation, and that's the reason England rugby are playing bad at the moment is because of fucking. You like, can't say that. You Tony can't Rowe, say that. All those. People, you can't say because Exeter, because Saracens Dale. got relegated. That is why, right, mate. That is that is clear. Yeah, evidently. but that's such, you can't be like it's the Quinns' fault. Quinns, what player mate, teams Quinn like Quinns cried about it? It's Quinns' own okay. which they, they were, so they got relegated. Now it's not Saracens' fault, but it's Quinns. It's, I'm telling I'm telling you, the people that launched the investigation were, it was Exeter's... Mate, Exeter's mate, you can't, there's no argument to it. Saracen's cheated, Saracen. and that's the reason why they're in the championship. Yeah, but mate, you know... Okay, yeah, nothing you can say out. Back to that. No, I'm just saying it's quite funny that they're crying about, like, kicking out all the Saris person in the England squad. They're, they are clearly... They literally took us to a World Cup final. Saris players carried the England team for, like, that entire tournament... And the, and the years carried the England team. Sarri's players carried the England team. Yes, they carried no the England way. team. way. Manu Tuolangi carried the England team. No, he didn't. He literally Matt was Underhill carried the World England Cup. team. Tom Curry, oh, literally oh, our best player. Our best player at the World Cup was Tom oh, Curry. That's oh, what he did. Can, can I just make a point now? The two top p- uh, try scorers in the Premiership right now are Sam Simmons on 14 tries and Alex Dombran on eight. So that obviously says something about those two players and why the hell they're not in the England team. Yeah, but also, the- if you get more players, like, okay, so so clearly Exeter and Carlequins are playing some of the most exciting rugby alongside Exeter Bristol. Exeter are not. Exeter are playing poorly at the moment, mate. Okay, well, Bristol, Bristol and Harlequins then are playing some of the most exciting rugby, very high-scoring games. Why do we not want that to translate into the England side? Why do we not want these players to come in and spice it up and stop playing rugby rather than doing this. Like George Ford's kicking was horrendous. Get Marcus Smith in. He'd actually add something different. Like, I, like 
come on, change the guard. It's been six years now with Ford and Fowler. I'm just bored of it, man. I'm bored. I think I think I think you can't just quickly. I think you can't quickly switch them out like as easy as that. And I think it's so hard when Fowler is the captain of the team, and I, and because they're such long-standing players, I think that's a really hard thing to say. But I think Smith should be. I don't know. Even in training with the squad, I think will make a difference because then Eddie can actually have a look and see how he fits. But I think by not even giving him a chance in the squad, or even in the like, I don't know, like the shadow squad or however it works, like by not putting them there. They're not even getting a like a look in at all. They're just being completely passed off. Yeah. Just I just don't think there's there's just no point in like panicking and saying, let me need to change the whole team. Ed, literally, this time last week you were saying, idiots for saying let's drop everyone after losing a game. Oh, so <laughs> Ed, you are literally the problem with English rugby and fans, is that as soon as you lose a game, you just say every single person needs to change. The reason that we're losing is because we're missing these players. These players aren't good enough. And just like, yeah, it's, way way more fun. it's way more fun to complain though than it is to say, like, oh, yeah, we're doing really well, isn't it? What it, yeah, but that's also, the... I'm, a, I'm a bloody Quinns fan. Why would I not want to see more people from my club playing playing on the top level? Like, you're, you're just happy because you've got all your Saris boys playing shit for England. That's literally it. Yeah, but I just love, uh, you know what I love most? I love, I just love how fans that aren't, England fans that aren't Saris fans, as soon, when the Saris, when the Saris players are literally, and they are, and they did carry, carry England to a World Cup final, you guys are like, oh yes, yes. I'm not even saying. As soon as they start playing badly, you're like, oh, screw them, screw Saris. We hate Saris, they're Saris players, get them out of the team. Like, I'm not saying it's all the Saracens players. I'm saying oh, so hypocritical. But look, look they're, 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 riding. You're like riding on the success of the Saris players, and as soon as they start playing badly, you just want to kick them out because they're Saris players. It's just absolutely no, because they're playing badly. Like for example, Maratoji is a Saracens player. Obviously, doesn't deserve to get kicked out of the England team because he's been one of our best players for however long now. Like, there's players that definitely deserve their spot. I think, it's just, I think I we just are, don't think I don't think Elliot Daly. I don't think Elliot Daly or Billy Vunapola or even Mako Vunapola, to be honest, really deserve their place. I think Jamie George does. I think he's had a decent Six Nations. But there's certain players who you could easily find replacements for from the Premiership who are playing equally as well. And it's not because they're from Saracens. It's because they're not playing very well. Yeah, but I don't. I think it's quite easy to scapegoat it on those particular players. But... I yeah, should... and it's and, and it's and it's also but valid. Ed, try and name a player that just try name a player. Try and name a player from that England team that you'd say is playing well. From what? Maratoji. Tom Curry. Tom Curry. I'd definitely Tom, say Tom, Tom Curry. Play, Tom Curry gave away penalties yesterday. Like there was no tomorrow. No, mate. He, play, he is doing well. That yeah, that's one thing that he can... one bad game. One bad game. No, Tom Curry is playing. <laughs> so stupid. None of the England players are playing well, and this this is actually this is actually proves the point that the Saris players are the players that carry England. Because when England played badly, I think Carl Sinker played really well. Actually, not well when England. Ed, Ed, can I just say when England played badly, it's instantly blamed on those players because those are the key players in the England team. And when they play well, England play well. But you're not like you're just completely discounting all the players that are non saris that didn't turn up as well. But I think that's that's partly because the Saris players happen to be the core of the squad. Yeah, I know, but this is the point I'm making. It's like uh, I, I, don't I don't think it's to do with the fact that they have Saracens players. It just happens to be that they are the players that are the core of the squad. And if without them performing, like if if like your most important players 
so stop playing. So say, I don't know, say for France, Intermac, Dupont, like Olivon, Audrey, like imagine those guys all stop playing. They'd be like, what's happening? Like that would be obviously pinpointed on them because they are the key players for France. Yeah, but then the, but that's not the point. Like the key players for the key players for England, surely you're thinking like, okay, Hooker nine ten are essentially your key players, and eight are your key players in the team. Ben Young's is actually nine, playing half decently. Ben Young's ben actually Young's well. He was awful yesterday, mate. His passing was terrible. Agree, I don't think Ben Young's has actually been. His passing was terrible. I think he's, he's, he, I think he's probably been one of the best best players England have had. This yesterday, season. I'm talking about yesterday. Yeah, so but you have to look at one game. As, but you have to look at the Six Nations as a whole. Can't yeah, just... let's look at Six Nations as a whole then. Okay, in against ben, France, yeah, all was... the Saris players were incredible. Billy Vanapola had the game of his life. It's Same with Ben Young. Yeah, but not on a Sar- Yeah, but in the, in what's so called what is this double standard? It's literally a double standard. It hasn't been very good. When someone when someone who's non Saris player to you guys plays well, oh, they're really good. They deserve their place. When it's Saris, when it's a Saris player that plays well, I believe in Apola. Oh, he's just played well for one game. Literally is what you're saying because Ben Young's the only game he played outstandingly well in was against France. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he played outstandingly well in that well one game, but he hasn't been awful in the other games. I don't think. I, I thought he was pretty bad yesterday in attacking positions. He made passes. I think you're actually mixing up, Max, and that's that's why things are happening. I think you're holding the Saracens players up on a pedestal so you won't criticize them as they deserve to be criticized. They're not playing for Saracens at the moment. They, all they've played is England, and they're they're in this like little bubble where they just think that they're never going to lose their place, and they're not because Eddie Jones isn't going to let that happen for some reason. Because when there's actually just better players. players, you just don't you just don't like Quins. No, I don't. It's, it's actually no, the, this isn't I, the point. I though. like the Saracens players. I like Maratoji. I like Jamie George. You just don't like Alex Dombrant and Sam Simmons. You prefer Billy Vinopola. No, I want Sam Simmons in the squad. I think Billy Vinopola is our best test match eight by quite a long way. You can't say that though. Yeah, I can. I just did. Because it's true. He has the most But you don't know what Sam Simmons is like at test. Yeah, I do. Because I've seen him play test and he's not that good at test. Like... Yeah, That's but not right going. now. You haven't seen him play now when he's in the peak of his form. You probably saw him where, like, You've seen him play Italy in the 2016 Six Nations. Yeah, yeah that's completely, you can't compare like that. Sam Simmons, he, he doesn't really like fit the mold of an international way. And like, that's why he's not in the squad at the moment because he doesn't have, he's not like a massive, like, ball carrying eight. He's not a massive ball carrying try scoring eight. Oh, wait, is he not? He's only scored 14 tries this season. Like, <laughs> he, he's a ball carrying eight. He carries the he's ball. He's not. Tries. He, he's a ball. He's, he he's carries a try the ball. So much more. He's a try scoring oh, eight. Oh, sorry, not, he's a try scoring eight, but he's not a massive eight like Dwayne Vermeulen, Aldrit, Falatau, Billy, Billy Vinopola, CJ. Put Don Brand then. Yeah, fine. Put yeah, I, Don I, Brand, I, Don yeah. Brand's better. Don Brand offloads as well. Ed, you're saying like I don't like Quinns. Like Marcus Smith, yeah, I think he should be in, like be in the squad. I just think George Ford is an incredible 10. Like I think, and it's that's not a Sarri's position. Like I back George, I back George Ford every day. In fact, like I'd rather Owen Farrell play ten personally because I think he is the best ten we have out and out ten, and he should probably be playing ten. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I agree actually. Um, I think I think because Farrell's captain, you can't get him out of the team. So just play him at ten and and find someone better for twelve. Play Marcus Smith at ten. Yeah, this is like this 12. is ultimately the, the fundamental issue in the back back line. Is we don't have world class centers. 
Mm. Like that, that is actually it, which forces us to play Farrell at 12 and not at 10. And means we don't have two quality out and out centers. Like we're forced to play Ollie Lawrence at 13. Well, I know we want to give him a chance, but realistically, we shouldn't want to, we shouldn't have to be forced to give someone. Yeah, we a should chance. have someone who we should have like our, our, our set like centers already. Exactly. Like we shouldn't have to be forced to have someone in that position, which is why I personally think like, I know he preliminary had Elliot Daly at 13. Give Elliot Daly a run at 13. Yeah. Like, because he's playing 15. And I don't think he is, I agree with you. He's not up to it at 15. And like, if we had an alternative, I'd say yes, 100%. The alternative is that I think England should do is actually swap and play Anthony Watson at 15 because he's actually no, better 15. Mate. Elliot Daly couldn't catch COVID, then, neither could Anthony Watson. No, Anthony Watson is way better under the high ball than Elliot Daly. And he's actually, and he, he actually plays more 15 than, than Elliot Daly has previously, especially at Clark. He plays 15, 15 at Bath quite often. Um, what about so Rosie? That's what I'd say. Completely forgotten about Rosie. Rosie. And Roy McConaughey should unbelievable obviously be under the high ball. <laughs> he actually is. I think he's actually unbelievable under the high ball. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think, like, Elliot Daly, for example, like, I'm not being, not having like a serious bias by saying that he shouldn't be on the team. It's just we actually have no better alternative. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we tried Malins. Not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Like the thing I look at it as well is like, imagine if we didn't have if we didn't have Owen Farrell in the squad, what the hell would that squad look like? We literally have no out, no world class centres to like run off. I I tell you, like if if Marcus Smith didn't have like ball going forward and he was playing ten for England and he had no like twelve or thirteen that are like ball carriers or particularly good. Like I just I I don't think he'd really like he has his flair and he has his stats. If he's throwing England team with like someone just completely random at scrum half, I don't know, like Ben Spencer at scrum half, or even mate, I I don't understand like Danny cares actually in the form of his career. Like I know he's old, but he still seems to be doing a job. He's scoring tries for fun. Let's face it, like he still runs support lines for days. Mike Brown's one of the best fifteens in the world under the high ball. Get him back in the England team. I know that I know it's Quinn's bias, but it's 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 such valid points. Like he's done it for England before. Why can't he why can't these two brilliant players do it again? I just wanna I wanna make the point, like with informed players, I know it's like I think we have this thing with England where we wanna be like playing a experienced team. More I get the feeling it's more like an experienced side rather than our most informed side, if you get what I mean. Like it's the mo- it's the best most informed side from a selection of experienced players, but given like looking at Wales, like they have a very solid s- squad on a whole. Like they like it's their it's their squad that they have pretty much had like for a lot like last few seasons pretty much, but then they bring in Louis Rees-Samet on the wing, who's been in form instead of like someone like Amos or I don't know who someone who isn't as informed. And he's because he's carried that form over, he's kind of tearing up. But and it's like, although Amos wasn't like a like that's I think that's this is the difference because there's only one number eight and it's Billy V, it's like taking him out is like such a big deal. Whereas when you have two wingers, it's like easy to go, oh, we'll drop Amos, keep Adams on the wing and play Louis Rizamet on the other wing. Whereas when you're swapping in Don Brandt or Simmons, it's such a it's like a one for one swap almost. It's not like you can be like, oh, it's all right, we'll take out Billy V, but then we've got these other guys, which 
it's cut, I don't know, it's, I feel it's just a much bigger yeah, deal taking swapping your eight. That's true, that's true. Also, I think it's just hard, it's hard for England as well because, like, I know this, this sounds quite ridiculous, but there are so many good players in each position. Like, to just go off current form, apart from, apart from fullback and centre, as we mentioned, it's so hard to just, like, go off form. Like, for example, I think Eddie Jones would rather have Tom Curry at eight than Don Brandon and Sam Simmons, which I think is, like, evidently he would rather that. Which is stupid, I agree. Um, and I think Simmons for sure should be in the in the England squad at the moment. I think he's definitely done enough to, to I get want Don Bran. Give me Don Bran. I know you want Don Bran, but I think like I'd like to see oh, I don't know about Don Bran. Like I've watched him best player ever. I've watched him I think he's a lot I think he's um like I've watched him play and I think that like his carrying is good, but he's not like he's not like a if you think about how Billy V was back in the day, where he was actually like bouldering people, absolutely, like he's actually go and watch the highlights. Billy V can't chuck an off- offload to save his life. Go and watch Don Brown's highlights, mate. Yeah, Don Brown's more. It's more of a like a. It's more of like a contemporary like a like where he carries the ball and he's trying to get the ball and be a bit more creative, get the ball away on offloads. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just, they maybe just that's maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe England are just so boring in the way that we set up that we don't actually want to offload. We just want to reset and go through the phases, yeah. make sure they're all offside. Um, yeah, I, just think, I think I think that's about everything we could possibly say about England without going on for hours and hours. Let's talk about Ireland instead because they were obviously the team that beat this poor England side yesterday. Um, Keith Earls, anyone for Lions? Keith Earls for the Lions is going to make uh, it. He's actually the most reliable winger in world rugby. No, I don't know. He's, he's, he's solid, but he's getting on a bit. Like I can't imagine he's going to go on the Lions. There's a lot of other choice. He was good, though. He was good. There's no way. He was good. There's Most no reliable winger in world rugby. Love, love Keith Earls. Hate Keith Earls. <laughs> he does a job. He does a job, and he's better than Stockdale. So, oh my yeah, God. yeah. That <laughs> other wing, they are a bit iffy. Stockdale was so poor. Actually, that was one thing. Uh, I think it was Lawrence who did it. He just carried like Stockdale into touch. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally like a woman's handbag. Like what? What do you reckon with the nine ten? Because obviously it just did work yesterday with Murray and Sexton. Murray's just reliable as well. Just two reliable players. That's the thing. Yeah. You just, you like you can tell. Players. Okay, Ireland's game plan in that game was to exploit Elliot Daly at fullback. Yeah. Like the high ball, the high balls, the high bombs, and they did that and they did it well. Like they regathered ball off Elliot Daly because he's just was terrible under the high ball at 15. Is it, just, is it just me? Or whenever, whenever like a, a kick goes up, that's even closely contested. You just can't see Elliot Daly, like jumping and getting it. He just like, kind of puts his hands up, looks like a tree for a second. And then, <laughs> and then either knocks it, knocks it on or the Irish, the Irish player would just come in and, and, and take it. Keenan did it fantastically actually Keenan's a good player Keenan's sick in the air Keenan's sick in the air mate I'll tell you who else is absolutely outrageously good Robbie Henshaw yeah mate I've said it quite a a lot this this Six Nations he is outstandingly good he doesn't make mistakes so good at carrying doesn't make mistakes he's a strong carrier and he 
he's a handsome man as well, so we don't want <laughs> Yeah, I think he's I think he's definitely shooting for on Lions tour one hundred percent. Like he's a standout player for Ireland. I, I think because he, he had a little, a little bit of a drop off in the last few seasons. Like uh, yeah, he's getting been, Yeah. He's been kept out of the team and then this Six Nations, he's just been incredible. Like he just I just feel like he's absolutely everywhere. Like yeah, you see someone do something sick and it'll be like, yeah, Henshaw. Like oh, brilliant. What about what about the red card though for the other centre, Bundiaki? Bundiaki, yeah. Bundiaki back in the team the first Broke time in the while. Kind of blew it, I guess. I don't know. At the time I was I I thought it was maybe a bit of a bit of a harsh call just because Billy Vinopolet is kind of going down slightly. But Not in hindsight Billy Vinopolet's kept at the same height the whole way into the carry. So I think that's the problem there. There's literally no mitigation whatsoever. Either yeah. you hit on the ball, if you want to hit at that height, you don't go any higher than that. If you hit on the ball, you're fine. You get boshed by Billy, or you go low and try and chop him down. Yeah, Billy Vilipoli got absolutely bumba classed in the head. You see his tongue slip out. It was actually horrible. It was like, yeah, knocked out. Actually, that might that might be quite good for him. Not not to say that it's good that he got knocked out. Obviously, it's terrible. But uh, you know, he might might give us a few more options at eight. Who knows? It was an absolutely awful situation. Like we literally didn't have Ford or Farrell or Billy Vilipoli on the pitch. We shot three. We still did better. Than when we had all three of them on the pitch, we really did not, mate. We did not. We had zero direction, and we also player up, which is why, like, try, mate. Yeah, we were player up, and Dan Dan Wilson's pass literally was like it wasn't even an overlap. It was just some good footwork from Johnny May, and then he breezed past probably probably started out. I don't really know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just scored scored quite easily, but no, I don't like. I think Keenan. Was it? Yeah, he yeah I think was playing quite well. <laughs> Didn't Did you know Johnny May can jump just from a standstill? He can jump sixty-seven centimeters off the floor. Yeah, sixty-seven. So if if you're imagining, that's like quite high, basically. Yeah, that's easy. That's that's like <laughs> mental from a standstill. Like how how does he do that? He's just an incredible athlete. Yeah, it's He's pretty still. insane. Get Caden Murley and the England team over him. Yeah. But guys, what what I know we've gone back to talking about England again, but um, like, so Tyburn's Burns the best player in the Ireland team. Oh man, yeah, Ty Ty Burn and Robbie Henshaw and Ty Furlong. But Ireland players just playing well, honestly. Oh, Burn is just finding some recognition. Mate, Burn is just the answer to to problems. I think he's going to keep problems. <laughs> Mate, no, I'm talking. Mate, I'm t- Ireland's <laughs> problems and also the Lions' second row selection. Yes. Oh my God, he has to make the Lions. He's starting for the Lions, surely. Yeah, reckon. Yes, yeah. I really think so. He's so good. He can do everything, mate. He's literally like he's taken like everyone was gassing up James Ryan, right? He's like he's just where is he when Tub Burns playing? Yeah, Where, yeah. I, I said I said on the group chat yesterday, I was like, Tad Byrne is the Irish Toje when Toje first burst onto the scene. Yeah. That's the, who, starts in, who starts in second row for the Lions at the moment? Toje and Byrne. Or yeah, Alan Wynne-Jones. No, if, if they had won that Grand Slam, it would have been Alan Wynne-Jones. And captain. Yeah, they made 22 still... tackles yesterday, Alan Wynne-Jones. It is Gatland as well. You never know what Gatland's going to say. I think it probably will end up being Alan Wynne-Jones. <laughs> 
Warren. He's definitely going to pick Alan Jones, isn't he? He's going to be. He's going to pick the most boring. He's definitely going to pick Alan Jones over like. It's going to be horrendous. It's going to be the worst squad ever. We're going to have to talk about it, and it's going to be just the most horrendous. Want to talk about a bad squad? He's going to pick Itoje and and a. AWJ, I reckon, in, in a row. <laughs> and then the back row will probably yeah. pick, the back row will probably pick Josh Navidi, who is playing very well. Um, oh. Falatau and Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> and probably Ross Moriarty as well. Yeah. Ross Moriarty off the bench. Fourth back row. Um, uh, Scrum half, who knows who's going to play, but Thomas Williams. Thomas Williams. We need to do. We need to do a lot. Nah, Gar Davis. I reckon he's actually. Up. I think he actually probably should be the starting nine. Like, he is the best. <laughs> nah, mate. Bigger, bigger. Jonathan Davies at twelve. Jordan no, Jonathan Davies, he's so average. Jonathan Davies, I thought he played well, actually. No, he's so average, mate. He played, not, no, that no. has not stood out at all this tournament. No, this but I thought in the game yes, in the game yesterday, he played better than he has for the rest of the tournament. George oh. North is... It'll be, it'll be Henshaw and North. It'll be Henshaw and North. Henshaw and North in centres? Mm. Interesting. Yeah, unless Tuolangi comes back. Yeah, if two if two if two is bad, then in which case it's going to be Henshaw and Tuolangi because that that centre partnership is scary, man. Yeah. Can you imagine Damien Dialende running to Manu Tuolangi? You just need physical. You need physicality. Centres with the South Africans, Lukanyo Am. Now uh, Ben Taylor, I reckon, in the centres. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it actually happened and he dumped tackled Sonny Bill Williams. He literally dominated <laughs> him. What I'm happened really, to Ben I'm Taylor? Really looking forward to, to someone Taylor? like someone completely unexpected making him. May imagine Sam Simmons makes the makes the line squad. Oh imagine that. But what happened what actually happened to Ben Tao? Like I thought he was the answer to our problems at centre. He was he bumber classed Sonny Bill Williams on the Lions tour. Bumber classed him. He dominated. He dominated Sonny Bill Williams on Lions tour. He just couldn't just wasn't selected for England really after that. Why? I hate Lions. Lions is actually I was actually thinking about the Lions is the best thing in rugby. I reckon. I just think it is the best thing in rugby. I actually, (laughs) it's so insane. It's such like no like when we haven't like when it was coming up to the World Cup, we did not talk about the World Cup squad nearly as much as this, did we? Because it's just kind of like we kind of. Well, it's funny you say that, Mark, because I was like, who's going to be in the World Cup squad for England and etc. Whereas this is no idea. I was actually explaining the concept of a Lions tour to one of my friends who has no idea about rugby and just loves football. Yeah. And they were like, that sounds sick. <laughs> you think about it. Like combining four, like, what was it? Four nations to make one super team to play, yeah. the, to play the best team in the world. That's actually quite sick. I love the Lions, man. Just can't quite wait sick, for it. It's better if... Are they if it's happening in England, we should get tickets actually. That'd be that'd be sick. We could live stream live from from the stadium. <laughs> we could be pops illegal. stadium. You guys got lion shirts ready? Yeah, yeah, I've got a lion shirt. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. 
man. No, like, uh, yeah, I think we'll that... should do a, like, we should definitely, definitely do a Lions, like an actual Lions episode. We did one like last year, didn't we? But um, we need to do a, a, a revised one because te- I think our teams would be so different. Yeah, 100%. We can compare them as well. What was yeah. our team? Should I try and find it? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do that in another episode. Yeah, yeah. Not right now, Ed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That about does it for this episode of Much Do About Rugby. If you did like the content, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. That would really help us out. Uh, Yeah, it got a bit intense there in the middle, but we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Rugby.